to the microphone. Please welcome Miss Courtney Sanders. I'm not a miss. Mrs. There we go. How you doing? Yeah, good. Just trying to finish off the Smarties I shoved into my mouth. I <sighs> didn't even see you do that. Mm-hmm. You are terrible. I'm me. Oh, God. And isn't that just the podcast, you know? I guess so. Yeah. I wanted to... We, we had a chat about what we wanted to talk about, and we'll get into that in a second, but I thought the last episode was a bit of a... Not a downer, but like a bit of a... No, it was a bit serious, and that's good. We need to have serious episodes. We need to have serious conversations. It's good. Yeah, it's important. It's part of life. Yeah. Um, and I think I was definitely doing a lot of reflecting, and I think that coming into this episode, I wanted to kind of go serious again because, you know, I, some stuff's happened and I am not really feeling the best. But I think sometimes when you're feeling low, you should just completely flip it 180. Talk about something positive. Talk about something positive. And so I want to well, start... I think, sorry, just going to add into that. I think when you're feeling low, it's not always the best perspective to come at it from. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to come at a situation once you've like fully come away from it and Mm. thought about it and reflected on it. And I think I'm at a point with that thing in particular where I'm like, okay, I've done all the thinking. I, I get it. Mm. I know what I have to do differently. Mm. And so it's actually kind of time to stop thinking about it. And I'm not very good at doing that. Um, at thinking about it? Well, at not thinking about it. Mm, I see. You know, I kind of tend to dwell on it and tend to overthink it. And, you know, but I am, as I get older, getting aware of where the point that I'm at and going, you know what, don't even think about it anymore. Mm. So, actually. Do you notice that yourself or or are you able to kind of switch it off and on? Switch off and on my thinking? Yeah. It's a good question. (laughs) Um, Think about that. I'm always thinking. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I can magically like turn it off and on. I think I've been working for a little while on trying to recognize when thoughts are useful thoughts and when they're not useful thoughts. Mm, That's so good. But me being me, like, that's not always the case. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes I can get dragged into thoughts that, thought patterns that aren't helpful. Mm. I think it gets better. It all comes down to, like, what's happening around you, the people mm. you have around you. The um, chemicals in the brain. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's so many things that go into it. Mm. Anyway, so I want to talk about, sort of, a little bit maybe about that. But I want to start, what are you grateful for this week? Oh, gosh. Don't surprise me like that. I know. It's just fun to see. What am I grateful for? I'll start. If you, or, yeah, go or, for it. Because I, 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 got, I got time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's so fun posing, you know, tough questions like that. Because You're while annoying. the other person's thinking or like telling you the answer, they're not asking you questions. So there's a tip and trick mm. um, for you. <laughs> for all those. Is that why you just talked for about... 10, 20 seconds so you could think up an answer? No, I had an answer. Anyway, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've actually started putting the... Now that we've stopped filming them, I've started putting the uh, recording in front of us. And it's a good visual representation for me <laughs> of either how much I'm talking too much or if you're not talking enough. Gotcha. So, for me, I'm grateful for this week, ginger beer. Ginger beer. Any particular kind of ginger beer? I reckon... Well, okay... 
I, I have I've been enjoying the alcoholic ginger beer, mm-hmm. but midweek I kind of don't want to do that. I'm currently having a month off caffeine, which includes Pepsi Max. I was kind of doing about two to three coffees a day plus Pepsi Max, which I I, I thought was Are a small. Are you absolutely dying at the moment? No, no, but but I am bored. Mm, okay. Like water's fun. I'll, I'll even oh, do... Oh, but only for so long, right? Yeah. I'll yeah. even do like an iced water. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I've been doing that. Um, and tea. I, I drink more tea, but not yeah. to the same level I was before. Like I might have one tea a day. Yeah. And I'll make it iced or... And I've run out of milk and I didn't want to get any more. So now I'm so just having not black tea. truly going off caffeine. Oh, I can't. We're on. just... It's 10 milligrams. Limiting. 10 milligrams versus 80. It's, it's one eight. <laughs> And, and I'm not fast. I don't care enough. To, <laughs> I just like prodding. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, there you go. See success. <laughs> I um, who knew? I thought that Pepsi Max was like maybe half. I knew. You just didn't <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> Whatever. Well, As I, usual. I just thought. Anyway, I must have looked up something wrong. It turns out it's like another cup of coffee. Um, Did you not silence your laptop? No, I did not. Gosh. Terrible. We've had people getting up us for that from day dot. Really? Yeah. Who? I can't remember. Someone sent you feedback on our very first episode. They were like, I definitely heard two phone buzzers at these points in the episode. Oh. Yeah. Well, that that's just living life. Right. You know? <laughs> you know you know what? There's been some episodes I haven't silenced it, and that's how unpopular I am. Just didn't go mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. So, think about that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anywho, ginger beer. <laughs> I've been loving the alcoholic stuff and I tried, you know, this year, I think CUB. I don't want to really get into the weeds on this one because I'm big on business and don't think other people are. But Carlton United Breweries, with their Great Northern brand, decided to go into um, alcoholic ginger beer, mm-hmm. um, which is going up against Bundaberg ginger beer, obviously. Big. Yeah, big. Does Bundaberg have alcoholic as well? Yes. Yeah. And they right. launched it like. Or maybe relaunched it. They must have might have had it for a while, but launched it like not last year, but the year before. Mm. And they must have done well because when CUB is gone, we're going head to head. And so it's been like a bit of a marketing war. Like mm. the drink of the summer has been, or at least if you're watching cricket, has been um, ginger beer, uh, alcoholic ginger beer. Mm. And obviously, I don't want to drink alcohol midweek, but I'm looking for something a bit different. And I'm trying to get away from the idea that sugary drinks are evil. It's funny, like society. <laughs> forever was like sugar drinks are fine sugar drinks are fine sugar drinks are fine and then suddenly that we were like cut it out get rid of it it's the devil it's so bad and so you know for years i was uh, <laughs> i can't wait to listen back to that <laughs> yeah just microphones can, can you go again microphones speaking. oh my god get rid- no stop 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 yeah. <laughs> he did it he did it again <laughs> didn't go as hard though um and so for years like i've drunk pepsi max which is um, a low sugar version and I've known that it can be bad for you but I've always gone I don't drink it a lot I drink it a couple of times a week don't they always talk about like the other additives being carcinogenic though yeah but when you don't have sugar I read this in a book by Bo Miles if you're not watching Bo Miles that's my recommendation for the week um, <laughs> and he was saying that basically all food is like killing you in some way just some are slower than others um, which is kind of true interesting it's a fun uh, I think it's a fun thought anyway like I mean, red meat will kill you. Mm. Um, but also, like, who cares? Like, so I, I, I still don't care about Pepsi Max, but I have been trying to 
get around the idea that I can have a sugary drink every now and again and it's not going to ruin my life. Mm. Because I already have less sugar than, say, you do. Mm-hmm. So if I ever want to feel bad, I just look at how much you, sugar you consume and I'm like, well, I'm not going to be as bad as Courtney. That's fair. That's fair. Checks so, out. Yeah, I drink so anyway. more caffeine and eat more sugar. Yep. So there you go. we're doing well. So midweek, uh, I am really grateful for um, ginger beer. I forgot where that conversation started. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, we can go back into the, you know, CUB versus Bundaberg. No, that's okay. Okay. But in the whole time I was listening to you, I forgot to think of my thing. Um, I think I'm thankful for brain chemicals and oh, yeah. medication. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not to get heavy, but um, yeah, we've got some new medication going on, which means that I can actually sleep now. And it means that my brain chemicals seem to be doing the right thing. So, Mm. yeah, just feeling in a good place. You are dropping off to sleep. What? Something just fell and I was really scared that it was another gecko in our place. It's all right. I'll find it. I found the other one. I threw it off the balcony. As I watched it sailing over the balcony, I probably shouldn't say that. um, I thought of you and I was like, Courtney would enjoy this. I don't think I would enjoy that. <laughs> well, I thought if I put it on the balcony, then it would just come back in. I mean, that's fair. You should have just chucked it into the tree that's like right I over did. there. I did. Okay. It basically went into the tree. Okay. I can do spiders, but I can't do geckos. So, Weird, right? So interesting. Yeah. I once heard like slapping on the glass and I was like, what the hell is that? It's either like green tree frogs or geckos like slapping their tails. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you right, mate? Like... I once heard a big bang on the glass. Guess what it was? What was it? A bird. Oh. <laughs> Ran straight into the door. Well, it's better than um, it uh, coming like, you know, when the door's open. Oh, yeah. That would not be great. Wasn't that... Did you ever have that when you were in school? Uh, bird coming into the classroom? school. Where did I have that? Somewhere. Anyway. Yeah. It was just like... I think oh, I no. It, definitely school. I think yeah. I had it twice. It was just a time to be alive. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was just like... No, I, I think often you you don't see adults like panicking, especially in school. Mm. But I've never like, and, and so suddenly the, the teacher's just losing her composure. And I know there's yeah. nothing I can do, but I'm just kind of <laughs> watching the carn like, and kids are screaming, watching the carnage unfold. You know, the, the, it's funny like the teacher's kind of in two minds. It's like I've got to get the bird out, but I've got to calm these kids down because they're making <laughs> it worse. Um, yeah. Anyway, there you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, you've been dropping off to sleep like there's no tomorrow. Oh, it's been so good. And I actually sleep through the night now, which is amazing. I might wake up once to go to the bathroom and like I sleep the rest of the night. It's mm. <laughs> it's unheard of. It's good. Like honestly, like so Connie used to complain about, well, not complain, but she was like, she did enjoy telling me about my snoring, which is why I made sure. Yeah. <laughs> which is why I made sure that I spent my money. And went and got my nose drilled out. Mm-hmm. And now I snore less. You do. You snore a lot less, except when you're sick or have been drinking. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Or both. Or both. Which is fun. <laughs> That's a bad combination. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, but there would be often like multiple nights that you would like go into a different room and sleep. Yeah, I often come out to the couch because I just can't do it mm. i bought myself some earplugs at one point yes that's and right that was working really well for a while yeah um but then i got used to you not snoring when you got your nose drilled out and so when you did snore again i forgot that i had the earplugs yes <laughs> or you lost them <laughs> or i lost them um no they're still in the same spot they were like a year ago oh yeah there you go um <laughs> but now it's me like i'm like i'm I don't struggle to get to sleep but 
um, there are like a few nights where it might, might take me an hour to get to sleep or whatever. And so I'm, you know, lying there and I'm hearing Courtney. She's not snoring, but she's like heavy breathing, just that deep sleep phase. Mm. And it is like, I can't say this enough. It sounds like I'm lying. It is so, it's such a wonderful sound <laughs> because I know I've heard Courtney. Well, I don't even know when she was asleep before, um, but to know that she's experiencing like uninterrupted deep sleep and doing those cycles like you meant to rather than that awful light sleep that you used to do um, mm. is so nice. And I and I, or, I always, in the off chance that you would be asleep and I would be awake, I always used to worry so much about, um, you know, like if I moved slightly, I'd wake you up. Mm. But whereas now I'm like, oh, should I flush the toilet? And then I'm like, no, I should flush the toilet. You should always flush the toilet. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Different <laughs> conversation. Um, and Is it a different conversation? Do we need to have that conversation? Well, we've had that conversation. We've had that conversation. Probably need to have it here, though. <laughs> if I'm asleep, Courtney, I, don't, I can't remember to flush the toilet, Josh right? Josh sleepwalks to the bathroom and forgets to flush the toilet. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even do anything. You can delete that part if you like. No, I'll keep it in. Okay. Authenticity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um... <laughs> It's nice to hear you sleeping and you don't, it's uninterrupted. Like I can flush the toilet and you can still go through like that. Mm. And um, yeah, I kind of just do my thing and then eventually I get tired and go to sleep and it's, yeah, it's really good. There you Magical. Go. Yeah. Nice. Well, mm. what are we talking about this week? This week we're talking about moving out of home for the first time. A perfect, you know sort of segue mm. from what we're talking about. Oh, I don't do segues. I just get straight to the facts. Um, I mean, you're the one that was like, what are we talking about this week? Yeah, because I, I, like I literally you forgot. I into it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So glad. I was, like, I was too busy thinking about, you know, um, yeah. Sleep. <laughs> Getting you on the ropes, sleep. Yep. Um, anyway, there you go. Yeah. So Josh and I have very different stories of how we moved out of home. Yes. We're very different ages. Yes. I moved out of home. Well, it was a slow process, but like I would say I technically sort of moved out of home when I was about 12. Mm. Crazy. Which is like how many years ago? Let's do the math right now. So you're 25. 25, Take 12. So that's got to be like. 13 years ago. Well, is that you, math? I can't you, math. Why are you estimating? Like you just I don't, to minus 10 is 15. I know. It's 13. Yeah, so 13. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I just had a minor brain bleed and I've been having them constantly all day. I was literally like in class today playing the piano while my kids were singing songs. And I got to this one part and I just completely blanked. I was like, I don't... I don't know how to play D major right now, oh <laughs> which is like so easy, but my brain just wouldn't do it. But see, the at your previous school, the boys would have like destroyed you relentlessly, whereas the girls would have been like, oh. I ah. wouldn't have played piano for well, the boys at school. <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough. You're like, no, I didn't do it. <laughs> definitely. Not. Yeah. Um, and shock horror, I didn't make them sing in class either because I knew <laughs> they wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the girls will be like, oh my gosh, are you okay, miss? And then behind your back, they'll be like, oh, isn't she just Oh, no, terrible? I just make fun of myself in front of them so they can't do it behind my back. That's always the way. And that is the way to go through life, folks. Mm-hmm. Make the jokes mm-hmm. before other Advice. people make the jokes for you. <laughs> yeah. No, don't self-deprecate. No. People it was just a funny moment, though, because I literally just like blanked and I stopped and they all looked at me. I was like, 
I'm sorry. I mm. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm done. People, this, this is very interesting. People who self-deprecate, you don't realize this, or I didn't realize it because I think someone, maybe you probably told me at some point, you were like, don't self-deprecate. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize I was doing it. And then and I kind of like thought about it. I was like, why am I doing it? You're doing it because you genuinely don't have a lot of self-confidence in yourself and you're looking for outside mm. encouragement validation. Or, and validation. And so it's something to be aware of. But if you ever see someone, you know, self-deprecating, don't like pass them off, but maybe definitely give them that validation. But at the same time, maybe go, and, you know, maybe you could like think about that. I don't know. I think we can leave the life advice there. That's a good we idea. We don't need a, yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> People you are smart what? enough. They know how to. Yeah. And you know what? You do you. Boo. You do you. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, you, so. I was 12. Which is uh, which 13, is 13 years, ago. years ago. We hope. Please let us know if it's not. Cause <laughs> well, I'm not going down a month. No. Um. So, yeah, I moved out of home because I went to boarding school. So, technically, I still kind of lived at home, but, like, I would spend most of the time in boarding mm. with 96 other girls and... And one 16-year-old. Some number of boys. I can't remember how many there were. There oh, been, like, true. 50 or 60. Yeah, but they were on the other side of the school. Um, that's right yeah they're, they're really separate really separated which is like how it should be yep it's pretty good absolutely um, yeah so i went to boarding school and that was kind of my moving out of home because then when i like properly like when i left school i was then in a residential college mm. which was a very similar situation to boarding and then i moved into an apartment with my sister mm. so like it was just a very long drawn out gradual process i would mm. say um yeah. Did you did you enjoy that experience? Like obviously drawn out sometimes can be good because you're you're almost it's gradually happening. I think Whereas I think in contrast mine was like bang, here it is. Mm, I think it was really good for my relationship with my parents because mm. it meant that I had that independence in a way a lot earlier than a lot of other teenagers would have had mm. it. Um I kind of like as much as I could call home and get advice whenever I needed to. Like, I was on my own. I didn't have someone to, like, I don't know, cry on their shoulder or give me a big hug or something like that. Mm. So, like, you just develop some different coping skills. Um, Yeah, so I think it was really good for that. And because I was away from my parents, I didn't have a lot of the conflict that I would see my friends at school have with their parents. Yeah. yeah, it just meant that I could go hang out with them on holidays and I could call them whenever I was, well, whenever I wanted to. Um, but we didn't have those, yeah, that conflict mm. that most people would have. So, yeah, it's been really awesome for self-development, mm. self-independence and, yeah, that relationship. There's so many ideas in there which is so interesting. Um I find the conflict one obviously very interesting and it reminds me of um, if I could remember who said it. It sounds like something that Fitzy from Fitzy and Whipper would say. I don't um, know what that is. It's a radio show in Sydney. Oh, okay. Ryan Fitzy Fitzgerald. Um, he used to play, he played eight uh, games for the Sydney Swans. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to learn more about Fitzy? No, I'm, I'm good. Um, sorry, I'm trying to get something out of my teeth. 
I'll do that later. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, It sounds like something he would say, but it probably wasn't him. But someone said to me once, and this is especially for boys, maybe not for girls, but it's the idea of like, uh, by the time you get to like 13, 14, 15... You you've got to you've got to stop like and and by that I mean parenting wise you've done all you can almost and you interesting. still you, uh, so yeah I, I don't agree with that but okay, that's interesting well, hang on, let, let me unpack it for a second and then mm. we'll go into that because it's an interesting thought I don't know whether I agree with it either but um, it's the idea of like you know you you you've you've got a lot of control when they're younger but when they're older. You just have to make that transition of providing the safe space. So providing the space, obviously, you know, you you tell them when you're unhappy with them, um, not too much, but it's not like you go from being like that's a silly decision to being like, oh, go for it, you know. But you kind of you do transition away from that hardcore like, no, we're really going to change the direction of where you you want to go. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think so? Are you, are you think are you thinking about this from your perspective as a girl, or do you think the children in general? That's no. I think children in general still need a parent when they're going through high school because kids feel safe. Well, anyone really feels safe when they have boundaries. Mm. Boundaries have to be set and enforced by someone, i.e., the parents. If parents didn't set those boundaries, then I don't think there could be that safe environment. Mm. And I think when you set boundaries and when you express disappointment or concern about decisions that they might be making, I think that's you showing your love for them. Yeah. I think if, like, if, say, my kid wanted to be playing video games all day every day and then well into the night kind of thing right like yeah they could do that but if I let them do that every single night I think they would start to question whether I actually cared about them if not at that point then maybe into their adult years Mm. like we all knew you know the kids whose parents maybe had the attitude that I just said before and you're so right like when you think of it in an example sense Mm. no you do need to steer them I just wonder whether I think it has to change and evolve over time and it's hard to find that balance. I think it balance. can become like a discussion rather than an instruction. That's good. Yeah. But we haven't had kids yet. So again, not sure we yeah, should Yeah, probably be shouldn't go. <laughs> but considering when I think, life advice. Yeah. Um, and when I think back on that conflict, there is that bit of tension there because I definitely had conflict with my parents. Um, and the tension is that when I was experiencing the conflict, I remember... I remember this one kid and you know what? There was not a lot that he said that I was like, man, someone should write that down. I'm not going to lie. You know, like he was good, but you know, he definitely followed a lot of other people and whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I was in a legal class with him one day and I was complaining about how my parents like whatever. I can't remember what I was complaining about. Oh, I was complaining about not being able to have a um, an Xbox <laughs> and I was saying to him, I was like, when I have kids, 100%, they're getting an Xbox. Actually, no, sorry, I I just was complaining about the Xbox. And he said, well, you'll, 
you unfortunately you'll probably still do it though. Like when you have kids, you probably won't give them the Xbox. Why do you say that? Well, at first I was like, "That's so dumb." Like, no, that's 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 not right. And then I thought about it, and I, and the older I get, the truer it becomes. But I knew in that moment, I was like, because I knew looking at other f- friends who had been allowed to have an Xbox or whatever, and I thought about me and my childhood, even though it was tough and I hated it at times. I think about all the things I did instead. I went outside, played on my scooter, you know, I read books. Um, yeah, I, I think about that and it, it's... I, I don't know how to resolve that, you know? like. Well, I think that's just the difference between being a parent and a child. Like, when we're children, we look at the things that our parents do to us and we say, well, we're never going to do that again. And there are some things that we won't do because we feel like there's a different way that we might want to go about things Mm. but I think there's also times where like as we grow up we have more understanding and so Mm. like we might still make those same decisions that our parents did because we have a greater perspective Mm. and that's what that's what comes back to that idea is that we are older we do have a better understanding and so if the kid at 15 wants to stay up all night and be dead tired at school to tomorrow like the, the next morning um because he's played games all night because his friends were playing games all night he doesn't have the capacity in his mind to make the good decision that we know which is you know shut it off at nine make sure you've done your homework you know go to bed you know like hmm. get rid of this get the screens away before you go to bed because it's hard to sort of get into that need good sleep hygiene yeah so yeah, anyway that's, that's interesting um hmm. yeah right so you feel like it was a good gradual transition. It still probably yeah. had its challenges. It did, I mean, yeah. Being, being I parented by some 17 or 18-year-olds is... <laughs> yeah, 18 to 20-year-olds. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. They're, not, they're out of school, just. Yeah, just. Some All of them, the country, which is fun. Yeah, well, some of them were barely out of school. And if I think about myself as a 20-year-old, I was not equipped and ready to deal with a whole bunch of teenagers going through some things but mm. that's how it is um it is yeah we can pay them cheaply well yeah there's that but also anyway. the people who have the availability and the want that's to do good, it and that's a good point and like they're looking for um uh, a place to stay mm. cheaper um yep. which is a good opportunity to do that mm. um yeah anyway probably don't need to get into conversation about that <laughs> probably not but this is what i find interesting is like Sure, you had this as well, but I knew, maybe more now than at school, but I knew of kids who were in boarding Mm. and their parents lived in Brisbane. Yeah, we had a few of those, um, but it would be like they lived a bit too far from the school and those kids had heaps of commitments um, Mm. throughout the week and on the weekends and stuff like that. Just, yeah, things like that, but most of the time... The parents lived far away. Like, I was one of the closer one with my parents about three hours away. So, mm. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's really, it's, I mean, I don't think I could ever do it. I could never look at another parent and say, oh, yeah, yeah, little little Johnny's in boarding school. And you're like, in which city? Oh, Brisbane. It's like, <laughs> no. But, uh, but it is interesting because I think of all the kids who went to boarding school, whether their parents were in Brisbane or not, and they seem to be doing pretty well. Especially with their parents. Mm. And so, it, uh, yeah. I think it really depends on the people, but I would say that that 
helped my relationship with my parents and like through school I had a really tough time with my mental health then as well and Mm. so like being able to call them they were a massive support for me um, during that time whereas if I was living with them I don't know that I would have been able to share as much with them it's interesting I'm not really sure why but it's just having that distance you you almost because they're not day-to-day sort of dealing with the behavioural issues with you, you probably do have that trust where you're like, they are just going to listen and they don't actually have the capacity to to push back and, and... Well, they can tell me I'm wrong, but they can't necessarily, like, do anything. I don't know, like, yeah, maybe I, I don't know. I think they were just my biggest supporters during that time. Um, I had a lot of people, especially a lot of authority figures, who were very... Yeah, they were against me at the time and my parents just would always fight for me and support me and love me and Mm. they always believed in me which like when you're a child it's that can be hard like your voice is it's not easy for your voice to be heard so Mm. yeah Yeah, and and that that can be a really tricky thing um, Mm. honestly Um, because as a kid you want that voice to be heard or maybe you don't. Maybe you just want to shrink into a corner. But depends on the kid. Mm, it's at least for me. I remember I wanted to be heard. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that checks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely interesting. Mm. I think a lot more about it the older that I get. Sort of comparing. I've always compared, and it's a, a big issue. Actually, a good friend of mine. Walking back from Tony Hawk the other night, and he was talking about how about comparison and how it, you know the older you get and the more mature you get, like the less that you should do that or you shouldn't do it at all, really. And I was thinking back on it, and I was like, oh yeah, that's something I've learned massively because I used to have conversations with him over coffee like once a month. And I would live for those moments. I'd, I'd be like, I'd talk about experiences. How'd you do this? How'd you do that? And he would like <laughs> tell me. And my idea was that if I can take his experience and then chat to all my other mates who I respect and look up to and feel like they've done all right and combine their experiences on similar issues and just decide which one, you know, which parts of which I'm going to take on, I'll also be successful. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And that was like, because I, I couldn't trust myself for whatever reason. Well, don't have to go into that. Okay. Um, um, yeah, but I feel like a lot of people had told me like I couldn't trust myself. Well, maybe I didn't realise it at the time, but I, I think now I'm unpacking it. And mm. Yeah, I I had been told like, don't trust that inner voice. Like, that's not right. Like, you know, um, this is the way to do it and whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm also a very thoughtful person. So... Yeah, mirroring is something that I f- comes very easily to me, and it's it makes sense. I'm like, well, if they did it, then surely I'll be able to replicate it. And even if it's just half the version, I'll still have a great life. Mm. You know, and I've learned that part of that's true, part of it's not. And, and I was pretty successful in what I wanted to achieve, but um, you know, there's there's a better way of doing that. Mm. You know, um, you can take on those that that advice, 
but you can also listen to that inner voice and and be confident that most of the time it's it's going to tell you the right thing. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, I think like for me, I think it was a really important thing um, that I had that independence from such a young age. And then, yeah, even in my early adult years, like because my parents weren't around, it was on me to make decisions and mm. to be the person that I wanted to be, like to live up to that. And it could have been really easy to get sucked into what a lot of my peers were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know for a while there, like I really, yeah, stayed true to my values for a little bit, <laughs> for a while, yeah. Well, but p- part of that's like making mistakes, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And being I think, able to. Yeah, I think that's the thing though, like if I had still lived with my parents in those early years of like, yeah, adulthood and going to university and stuff like that, I think I would have had, I would have made a lot of decisions differently, but it's just part of life, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's and just how it goes. I think we have to be confident in the fact that no matter what happens, it might turn out differently, but it will always turn out okay. Yeah, and I think, well, like as much as there were all of those decisions that I maybe wish I didn't make, I think having made them makes me who I am today. Mm. It gave me learning and knowledge that I wouldn't otherwise have. So, yeah. It's still and valuable. That's the sucky thing about life is that at some point you realise that it's those hardest moments that have you made you the, the yeah, <laughs> made you the person you are today. Um, so for a time you lived here on your own. So you lived with people and you lived on your uh, own. Yeah, so I was in a residential college and then I lived with my sister while she was finishing school. Um, and then I was in a share house with four other people and then I was in this apartment for... A few months on my own and mm. then my cousin moved in with me and we lived together for two years and then you moved in with us and then she moved out. There you go. Full story. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, contrast, you know, you've lived with one person, mm. you live with three people, you live with multitude of people mm. and then even more people. Mm. Um, how do you sort of describe that and, and, and maybe think about some of those experiences that have shaped you? It's um, a good question. I think in the times that I was like living in boarding and the residential college, living with so many different people, it gives you a very good understanding of a lot of different people. It helps you to understand the way that different people think, the way that different people live. And I think it helps me to be open-minded. Living with a few other people, some close friends, it helps you to deal well it definitely teaches you how to deal with conflict with the people that you don't want to have conflict with (laughs) um yeah it also is really good for like keeping you accountable for the person that you want to be um yeah and living with you is pretty great (laughs) and then living alone living alone i loved Mm. um i feel like it was dangerously good yeah it was it was really nice just having like completely my own space and my own time like I didn't feel like I had to be like catering to anyone else or mm. entertaining anyone else or you know like working around someone else's schedule I could literally just do my life <laughs> and that was really good and I could 
see people on my terms. Mm. Um, being an introvert, I need that time for myself to like recharge. And I think when I lived on my own, because all of my time at home was time that I could recharge, I had so much more energy for other people. So I could, you know, have multiple coffee dates a week (laughs) with people. Mm. Um, And like I could see a bunch of different people in the one week and not be drained. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that time I was studying as well. So I wasn't like it was all online study. So I wasn't seeing people for work too much either. Mm. So yeah, I think that was really awesome. But there definitely was a point where I started to get a bit lonely. So it was really nice when my cousin could move in. And I think we worked really well together in the Mm. apartment um, because we're both like that. We're both introverts. We both need our own space. So we were just good at doing that. So Yeah, I remember coming into the space and from the very beginning, like I'm obviously always very aware of people and I knew that I had you on side because I was like, well, she seems to still like me, so <laughs> still seem to be going out. That's a good sign. But I knew that I was coming in and affecting something that had been going very well and it was, it was always on my mind that I wanted to keep Jed on side and keep it as good as, as it had been, if not better, if possible. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, you know, it's a nice big apartment, but an extra person is, um, it always is going to take a change it the dynamic. The space, yeah. Yeah. And so, obviously, like, you not just, you didn't just find a boyfriend, which is something you hadn't had for a while. But yeah, I did gradually kind of, like, move in more and more. Yeah. Um, what was that like? Because I know, well, I, I know that from previous conversations, it was tricky, and it still is tricky in a way, even when it's just us, and we ha- we've been been together for quite a while mm. now, which is interesting, right? Yeah, it is something that's really interesting. I remember when you first had kind of like started to move in here. It was the first time, like I'd always had my own room where I could just be by myself, and you know, have that time on my own terms but then all of a sudden there was this other person who shared my room and so I didn't have a space that was just my own um and it's only actually been a really recent discovery that I've actually been like oh that's why I was so antsy like I literally just didn't have my own space where I felt like I could recharge and I just hadn't worked it all out yet. So, like, because I hadn't figured it out, I couldn't go and create my own space somewhere else or Mm. something like that. And the difference, obviously, is that for me to recharge, I need people. Mm. And I'm trying to... This year, my one goal, among a few other smaller goals, my one big goal is I want to learn to be alone again because I used to be very good at it. I was forced to be very good at it with my, you know, health stuff and whatever. But now I've lost that ability. So mm. when you, you know, you're happy to spend time with me, but. Oh, yeah. And that was the thing. Like, I didn't want you to go home where you technically lived um, mm. because I loved spending time with you. And me being like irritable and antsy because I didn't have my own space didn't detract from that. <laughs> I just. And, yeah. Yeah. It was and, just and, very weird. And you weird. probably hadn't put your finger on what it was. No. No, I hadn't yet. Um, but. Yeah, I kind of got used to it eventually. I found ways to have my own time, like when I was driving in the car to and from work or, yeah, well, that you, was probably you, it. You just adjust, right? You do adjust, yeah. But um, it was really interesting last week or the week before when you were leading on a youth camp. Mm. Um, 
I had a lot of time to myself and I think that's when I fully realized I was like oh like I've still felt like (laughs) bless you thanks I've still felt like you're someone in my home and I need to entertain you and I can think logically no that's not true Mm. and this is probably why they often suggest that you move into a completely separate place that is both of yours (laughs) when you move in together um but yeah I realized oh like I feel like I've been entertaining you or like I've needed to just you know be there Mm. with you because you're a guest in my home mm. you know <laughs> and it's been great for me it's been it's so exactly great yeah I mean. he gets and you do need all to do of that. the talking and all the attention <laughs> but it means that like i don't just take the time for myself to maybe vacuum as often as i mm. normally would because i don't want to annoy the other person that's in my home whereas like when it was just me and jade i would vacuum and do all the house chores while she was at work or something like that so I didn't bother someone Mm. else's space and especially last year like uh, I think through mental health stuff and different experiences you're having Mm. at work you you needed that support so you and I didn't have capacity to do a lot of things that I normally would And, and that tension might have still been there but you know the time was important and it was good because you weren't getting a lot of it anyway. And so having someone there was important, but maybe now I'm thinking back on it, maybe it would have been nicer if I had have left you alone at times. But then again, whenever I left you alone, I'd come back and you'd just be a mess. So that wasn't good either. It depends on the time, but yeah. yeah. Um, that's really interesting. Cause like, and you, you were talking about the idea that they say when you move in together with someone, you should do it in a fresh space. Mm. Um, and we did try that kind of... We changed up the space a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, well, we changed it up, but like, you know, you were very big on me not moving in here straight away. Oh, yeah, but that's still not the same thing as us having, like, because I'd already lived here for two years. That's true. Like, that's a very different situation Yeah. to but us you, living somewhere and then both of us moving into a brand new place together. Right, right. And and, and we will just dip down into a bit of back-end radio craft here. What I just did was a little bit of a segue. And you said you were bad at segues before, so that mm. might be... So, that was me just y- wrapping <laughs> the idea into a bit of like... Yes, but you wrapped it wrong. <laughs> Let's try my best, Courtney. Okay, but you did it wrong. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was throwing you the energy ball and, and you threw it away. Whatever. Do your wrap-up thing. <laughs> it's not wrapping up. It was wrapping a, into a, talking about... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, so, yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Like the, the, I think the tension drives us, you know. Like it's, it's good. I, I, think it, I think it keeps things interesting. <laughs> Can you get on with whatever you're gonna say? <laughs> you're annoying me now. <laughs> well, well, I just I, I wanted to talk about like obviously that was your experience, but for me, um, it was a very gradual experience. Experience I kind of moved into here slowly but surely, and eventually I kind of got to the point where I was living here most of the time. And to me, I was like, well, sick. Like that's success like we haven't really spoken about it but that's fine like um it seems to be going totally fine there's nothing wrong with that (laughs) no (laughs) Courtney's not irritable all the time no (laughs) it seems to be going pretty well for me but whenever you're irritable that to me was like oh Josh do your job better like give her more attention well no not give her more attention but you know give her more support or 
be better. I don't know. Anyway, it's funny. Like, <laughs> no, that was me needing space. I just didn't realize yeah, it. Yeah, well, there you go. And we worked it out now, so yeah. it's fine. And we're married, so it worked out well. Isn't that amazing? We're like two and a half years into the relationship, and I'm only just working out that's why I was so irritable. Yeah, but that's what's fun. <laughs> it's good. But I think as well, like, you did realize that tension, or at least the idea of moving me straight from home. Mm. into here you were not a fan of no. and so you had a conversation where you're like i just want you to move somewhere else first and then we can move in together maybe down the track um maybe when we're married or whatever um and immediately i was like yep fair enough totally understand that um i don't <laughs> it's hard like i didn't agree but it, how do i explain like it didn't matter like i i was looking forward to the opportunity you know, the idea at the time of moving out of home and then straight into potentially, you know, moving in with someone that could be for the rest of my life, I was like, well, that seems like a lot. Like, what about my fun time? <laughs> um, you know, when I get to leave home and, you know, do whatever I want. Um, so I like that idea as well. Are you saying that living together isn't fun? No, it's great. <laughs> and we can get on to how great it was because it, anyway, I, I, I quickly found a solution. A really good friend of mine had bought a place and you know, interest rates were rising. And so I called her up and I said, hey, w- w- do you still have that room available? Do you still look like someone to move in? And so for a good eight months or so, I lived there. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Eight, mm. eight months, week in, week out. Mm-hmm. I was, I was just there, 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 storing you know? things there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and me. I think it was less than eight months. Probably more like six. Yeah. Yeah. Storing things, storing me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many times do you reckon I um slept there? Five, six times, maybe. In space oh, of six months. Uh, resist, uh, sorry, a week or like six months? Sorry, or? like five, six nights total <laughs> in six months. <laughs> wow. Mm. We did well. High five. <laughs> so that sounds like I was very bad and I just like continued on my journey of being like, well, I've done it. Now let's move in together. But that's, I hope that's not true. It, it, it's interesting. Like I, I, I think that it definitely could have been done better. I definitely could have had more self-control. Definitely could have, you know, listened to maybe you getting antsy <laughs> and understanding that I needed to go. Um, but anyway, it all worked out in the end. We live together now and we communicate when we feel tension. <laughs> How was your moving out experience though? Uh, it was it was rough. It was a very unplanned. I had tried many times to move out um, with different people and for whatever reason it had always fallen through it wasn't a good time Um, and I think that it's interesting that we talk about how important that moving out experience is right Um, and not to get too old man here um, but it's it's tough as the economy sort of gears toward people having to stay at home for longer it's it, that idea is is just going to change, right? Mm. Um, and it's going to be tricky, and I don't know how that's going to play out. But anyway, for whatever reason, like it was just easier to stay at home, and so I didn't move out until I was twenty three. Yeah, I think so. Twenty two, twenty three. Twenty 
Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, as I said, like I kind of was living here more, it was more gradual and I kind of realized one day that I just didn't, I didn't want to go home. Um, because I think for a while I sort of realized that it was time to move out. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, so that's why when we had that conversation, I called up Emily and, um, yeah, I moved out. Um, I went back home in the middle of the day when I knew no one else would, would be there. Grabbed the stuff that I wanted, filled my car up. Um, yeah, started paying rent at Emily's and yeah, I, I, I wish it was different, but it kind of had to be that way, mm. unfortunately. Um, and I think it was important. I, you know, obviously I spoke about before making a joke about it only being six or seven days. Um, and I, th- I, I do wish now that I had lived there more. Um, but I really enjoyed your company. And that's I a, did too. Yeah. And that's a nice thing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think I would do it differently if like maybe maybe I was the parent in the situation um that's for sure um but you know that's what we all say about our parents right and we still end up mm. doing something wrong so um yeah I, I think it would be an interesting time you know kids need to stay at home for so long now because they've got to save money and mm. all that sort of stuff and um some kids love it, like being able to stay home. Um, and sometimes they got to be pushed out, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, but I, I, I listen to your experience, and maybe twelve was a bit too young, but <laughs> like um, I it do. It's a gradual process, you yeah. Know? <laughs> but I, I do think that you know, one or two or even three years after school is over, if there is a way that is still financially good, mm. you know, like. That's another tension in my life has always been the idea that I love to save. Mm. But there's saving and then there's like... Living life. Yeah, like there's experiences that you you can only live during that time of your life. Mm. And so I was always very aware. I'm very happy about the balance that I took. You know, I, I have a lot of money saved, but I was very happy with all the experiences that I had. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's that it's that balance. You know, mm. it's like a perfect ginger beer, you know, <laughs> just with the ice and the the ginger and the beer, I guess. <laughs> don't, I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I think that, yeah, like you just got to feel it out, man. Mm. Ride the wave. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Am I... Am I stopping this podcast to go and watch that bloody movie? What's that? Soul Surfer? Surf's Up. Oh. <laughs> Not Soul Surfer. There's a great movie. It's sad. Yeah, it's sad, but it's so good. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Marley and Me? Sad, but so good. Really? It was the first movie that I allowed myself to cry in. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, See, sorry, like, sorry. I would cry over lots of movies before that but that was the first like movie I guess 
as like a bigger kid that I was like, oh wow, this is really sad, and, and I'm allowed I'm, to cry. I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, because I was, used was to, that you mastering your emotions? Uh, I think it was me being free to be me. Nice. You know, because nice. like growing up, I didn't like a lot of animated movies because oh, they yeah. were sad. And that movie's not. And I would like hold back my tears every single time I watched one of those because I was so, so broken by this movie. But I was like, this is a kids' Can't movie. I'm not allowed it. to be broken by this. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was kind of the first movie when I was a bigger kid that I was like, I'm allowed to cry. <laughs> <laughs> There's an insight y'all didn't expect. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Wow. Well, there you go. Shall we wrap it up there? <laughs> take of that what you will. <laughs> There's so many ideas to take home. Uh, tell me your experience <laughs> with animated movies. <laughs> I want to hear them. Please tell me I'm not the only kid who hated them. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I, I mean, we, we might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be tough to find. That's okay. I'll wait. <laughs> you, you There's will. time. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll put it this way. We watched, we, we watched Coco, and I used the word we, you know, f- a, a bit flippantly. Mm. Uh, you were asleep. I slept through Coco. Yeah, and then... I watched most of it, though. It was pretty good. And and I allowed myself to cry at the end. Yeah. And I looked over to you, and you were just asleep. And I was like, I'll just do this myself then. <laughs> All good. <laughs> Didn't need you. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You've been doing that a few times lately, hey? Oh, yeah. Crying over things and I haven't been there. I don't have to tell you about it. It's like, oh, yeah, I just cried. And it's like... (laughs) I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I really enjoyed my sleep, but I'm so sorry. (laughs) Josh is gone. He's lost it. (laughs) So good. Well, (laughs) I guess we'll... uh, (laughs) Chat more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's a wrap.